Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Thursday. A great day. A really just great day. Thursdays are so underrated, you know? Well, we appropriately rate them at the show and I don't feel like the underration falls on our shoulders. I wasn't blaming you. I wasn't blaming you. No, I feel like the work that we do in drawing and bringing light to the days of the week and the various benefits and perils of each day, I feel like in that work, we appropriately applaud Thursdays as being just a beautiful day of the week. The various benefits and perils. I completely agree. What would you say are the benefits of Thursday and the perils? Okay, not me like just not knowing that the word peril was the opposite of benefit. You truly learn something new here every day at the Toast. I don't think it's a direct antonym, but they do have opposing meanings. I'm just going to, like, I don't know what the word peril means. Peril is like a struggle. Oh, like a tribulation? No. Serious and immediate danger. I really don't think, like, that's the right word, <laughs> honestly. What are the serious and immediate dangers of Thursdays? All right, I'll tell you. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy to, like, get overexcited. You know? It is. And I think a lot of people, especially in New York, like Thursday's a big going out night. Yeah. If you're in here going out. If you're era, young. It's Thursday, easy to spend it all on a Thursday night. No. And like you don't realize, bitch, like you still have to work Friday. Like. Yeah. Oh, and if you're in college and you're right. like Thursday, it's the start of the weekend, but some people have class on Fridays. Right. But sometimes Thursday is the best night of the week. I don't know why it happens that way. Yeah, no. When I was like in my real true going out era in New York, like Thursday nights were the cool nights. Because like the really truly fabulous, cool, you know, successful, rich people like don't have to get up on Friday. Well, that's true. But also Friday and Saturday get a little. Bridge beauty. and tunnel. Bridge and tunnel. Is there a worse insult? I don't think is so. Is there a worse insult? No. But like I think growing up is realizing like, yeah, I have to take a tunnel to my beautiful, palatious, bucolic home. I know. But is it worth being called Bridge and Tunnel? No, they used it in Gossip Girl a few times and it was cutting. It's, I don't know how everyone got the memo about this insult. Kind of like Captain Underpants, which is a reference to our Patreon episode yesterday no. that Claudia and I recorded. Captain Obvious. What the hell Captain is Captain Underpants? <laughs> Captain Underpants is a comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're showing your age, Jax. Captain Obvious, we were talking about that insult on the Patreon episode that we recorded yesterday. And it's just like this biting insult, mm. similar to Bridge and Tunnel. It cuts. Cuts deep. Bridge and Tunnel is like such a mean thing to say. Like, oh, And it's like, it's not even a creative insult. Like, yeah, it's factual. I had to take a bridge to get here. Like, No, and it's like so elitist. It's like, oh, you don't live in the city. It's like, yeah, I don't live in this shithole. Surrounded is, by rats. It's so elitist. It's like, okay, cool. We like. Have because your insult. The insinuation is that if you don't live in the city and you have to take a bridge and tunnel, it's merely because you can't afford it, which just really isn't the case most of the time. Yeah. No, there's a lot of reasons why one might not choose to live in the city. I think these days, bridge and tunnel is less and less of an yes. insult. It's like, oh, rational thinking human being. But back to the benefits and perils of Thursday. Mm. The benefits, I think, are so obvious. Really, for me, the benefit of a Thursday is the hope. The hatikva. The hope, exactly. Like, of what's to come, of of having something to look forward to. That's, by the way, getting through life is just leaning on things that you're looking forward to and just, like, holding on to them for dear life, buoying yourself to those, to those moments, those trips, those vacations, those days off, things like that. Yeah, on a large scale. But on a small scale, it's the weekend. Yeah. So I agree. It's the optimism, the hope, the promise of what's to come. And that's where we're at today. Where I'm at is, I feel very excited. Let me tell you why. It's particularly on this Thursday. You know that I like to consider myself the head of the IT department here at The Toast. And my job over the last couple of years, especially since we went remote, is to get our YouTube video up as quickly as possible. Like, I know the YouTube girlies wait. It usually comes about an hour after the podcast goes up. I believe today, and we'll, we'll test it out. Today's the day we're testing it out. I believe I have found a way to get to cut our YouTube upload time in half. That's really amazing. Now, just a question. How come we didn't know about this sooner? So I did know about it. And I learned about it when I went to the Dear Media studio because I exported using their cameras and they'd use it differently. And I, but I was so nervous about futzing with it because we finally we got, have a, we've got a good thing going. The YouTube gets up by 1, 1.30. Like that's not the and worst the thing. the quality is stellar. So I didn't, of course I know there are ways to get it up faster if you want to put out a shit video. And I don't. 
So are you saying it's a shit video? No. That's why it took me so long to figure this out. Now, today will be day one of figuring it out. If you guys don't like it, we won't do it. But it should look exactly the same. It should look the same. It's the same specs as like I was actually sending to you. It's, it's the same. And I'm also excited because tomorrow is the day that like 80% of my furniture gets delivered. I got most of the stuff that I got for my new apartment from Crate and Barrel. And delivery one of three is coming tomorrow and most of it is coming. So that means, you know, rugs, coffee table, credenza, nightstands. Probably my favorite thing that I got is my nightstands. I'm just so excited. It's very exciting. I'm doing another furniture, wave of furniture. Like my house isn't totally done and now I was like itching to do more and then I just got super busy. But now like there are things that I need in my daily life. So I'm working with Bess again. Like I need new rugs. I need to finish up some places. Yeah, your home's just like a around. little barren. Excuse me? Just a little empty. And that's, I feel, like the lack of rugs. By the way, stop. I love your house. <laughs> Jackie, could I spend more time at your house? You've never even been to my house, okay? Yes, I have. I okay. was at your house more recently than you were at mine. I've literally spent probably six months cumulatively at your home. You actually haven't been here in a very long time. Oh, sorry that you moved to New York for six months. What was I supposed to do? Go lay in your house? No. I mean, I've been back here now for five months. Oh, my God. The expe the entitlement. The, the expectation. Way, the way I just became insulted about something, so your defense mechanism is to find an insult in something that I'm saying. Oh, my God. You're being crazy, Jackie. Do you not agree that your house is just a little barren? You have no rugs. I have rugs. I'm getting a new rug. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A I'm little not, barren uh, is a crazy thing to say about a warm, loving home that's not, been nothing but open and welcoming to you. Okay. She's eating her words and she doesn't know how to just say. I'm not sorry, so I'm just shutting up because I do. I think your house is a little barren. And you just said you need more shit. Like, please. Please, I can't. By the way, my house is barren too. It's not a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Why well, you're and not? Your house is not. By the way, even though it's not done and perfect yet, it's a lovely home that you have. Oh my god, I I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. Not if you're going to be slinging insults. Oh, my God. I feel like all I always talk about is like how your house is so great. I love your house. I can't spend enough time there. I made one little fucking comment, and now I'm the villain. I And by the way, it wasn't even hurtful. It's factual. Your house is a little barren. You're not done like, yet. No, it's not. You're not done. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. So just, I'm not at 100% of purchases. That doesn't right. mean a little barren and keep repeating it. Okay. Okay. I think we should change the subject. I think so too. Back to the benefits and perils of it being Thursday. It's Thursday. We've got a great show. Nothing special. You know, like no, you know, quirky segments. That's, it's Thursday, but we're sandwiched between two days with quirky segments. Today's just going to be a good old-fashioned chat fest, a girly girl chit-chat, if you will. Yeah, we have good stories. Solid again. I would say similar to yesterday in terms of tone and tenor. Tone and tenor. And that's all. Any recaps? I know you're still watching The Crown. So excited for you to finish so that we can get into it. But we actually have royal <clears throat> news today. So if you have any additional thoughts, we'll put it in the royal news. I don't really have any additional thoughts. I only watched one episode. I'm not like having this renaissance that you are having with it. Like, I actually find it like somewhat difficult to get through. Oh. And I'm just what like waiting the for the episodes to be over. What's the consensus from people about how this season is? I, I heard people loved it. I think people just love the show and they really tied it up nice in a bow. Mm -hmm. But I just find it like a little, first of all, boring. Second of all, like cringe. And I don't know. I'm just like not loving it. What's cringe? I'm up to the part with, by the way, William. William's like cringe. What did he do? He just had that outburst in the library. Oh. Cringe. Yeah. That wasn't great. And I wonder if that really happened because it's kind of central to Kate and William's storyline. Yeah, no, and then it's like Kate like doesn't want to date the King of England, but her mom is making her. Like, I can't. I'm sure she wanted to. Please. Who wouldn't? 
Yeah, no, I think she like had a crush on him as a girl. I actually thought the way that they dealt with all that, because it's true that like, it's not an accident that they met. And as much as her mother could like socially engineer it, she did, but not in a nefarious way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but also it would be unrealistic for any girl her age who, any girl her age to not have had, everyone everyone did, not a, yeah. a big crush on him. Right, right. But when her mom was like, he just needs a nice, normal girl. Like, it wasn't like, she didn't have bad intentions. Even though, like, that sort of social engineering. It looks like social climbery. Yeah, there is that element, but it's not in a nefarious, userous way. Like, she wants the best for both of them. It's kind of sweet. And I thought that they handled it really well. It's like, okay, there is this backstory. It's not all as serendipitous as it looks. Like, she literally followed him to all of these programs. Yeah. But it's still cute. And it can still be cute. I also didn't think that Kate was cast amazingly. She does start to look more and more like Kate. But at first, I'm like, who? I I didn't know we were supposed to be watching Kate. I was, like, confused. Oh, well, there's two different actresses. Oh. Like, I'm pretty sure... There was that one scene where she runs into William and Diana. I'm not talking about that. Okay, and then it turns into the actress who plays Kate. And at first, I thought she wasn't the right casting either, but then she really grew on me, the actress, to the point where, like, they're kind of indistinguishable. Oh, wow. Yeah, so just wait. Just wait for Kate. Um, So I didn't watch a lot of TV. I went to bed super early. I'm, you know, battling this little tickle in my throat. I'm sure you guys can hear it. And it's getting worse, so I needed, like, lots and lots of sleep. And had this crazy dream about me, Theo, Ben, and Ariel Chardas. Mm. We a fellow like Cav lover. Yeah, we were like running around town because I lost my bag and everyone was helping me. And then it turns out Ben had it. And this cab driver was yelling at me. Classic stuff. Classic. I mean, he literally has your bag right now. Oh, my God. So true. How's he doing out there on the West Coast, Best he, Coast? Good. He took another trip. This time he went to Bloomingdale's. He needed some more clothing because he was invited to play basketball with some, you know, some boys. And he needed basketball shorts. And... I think it all went well. I think it all went well. And then he got, I was FaceTiming with him yesterday. The last time I was in LA, I've been dreaming about this piece of food. All the Jewish girlies told me, like, you have to go try Lenny's Casita. It's like a great Mexican restaurant, but they created like a Crunchwrap Supreme that's totally kosher. When I, I don't even think I would like a Crunchwrap Supreme. It's like not what I crave, but I got it. like a Crunchwrap Supreme. Yes. But, you know, I got it. I tried it out. This shit was so fucking good. It was enormous. Like, I swear to God, I licked every last grain of rice off my fingers. So good. I've been thinking about it recently. And when Ben was going to LA, I'm like, you have to go get it. So he FaceTimed me and ate it. And it was like, honestly, it was healing. Did he like it as much as you did? Loved. He should try and remake it at home. (gasps) Oh, my God. I love that idea. Yeah, you don't take advantage of Ben's culinary skills enough. At all, actually. And you just have him make you like minute rice in the microwave. No, but he's a chef. He could look at that and remake it. That's what he does. I absolutely love that idea. Brilliant beyond brilliant idea. Yeah, I'm really excited for you. Oh my God. I can't wait for Ben to come home. (laughs) Put him to work. Totally. And then he can master it and he can come make it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we come to your beautiful and full home, he can... Make it for everyone. Oh my God, the kids would love it. Oh, I love. So much fun. So much fun. In so your be- much fun. In your beautiful full home. <laughs> and then, why do you want to go back there? I'm why do you want to go back there? I'm trying to correct it. I'm trying to correct it. I think without further ado, we should get into the stories. Yes, mostly because I'm really excited and low-key proud of our first sponsor. Ooh, exciting. Without further ado, here are the fast five stories that are brought to you by our prideful sponsor. So I was talking about this company on the Patreon the other day, Row Body. So <clears throat> Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. So Row, I'm sure you've heard of this company. I have heard of them too. I've heard um, people having amazing experiences. The Row Body program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight 
in a year on average and actually keep it off. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Roe Body Program members have support throughout the entire process. Their partners handle all the insurance paperwork to get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients will have access to their provider on demand for any questions. I think a lot of people are really intrigued by these medications and do not know where to start. And Roe, I feel like, is kind of like killing it out here for everyone. Before being prescribed the medication, you'll have to complete an online medical visit, a lab test, and you'll actually have to qualify for the medication based on BMI, lab results, medical history, and at the discretion of a Roe-affiliated healthcare provider. So, you know, they're really taking care of it from beginning to end. They're going to help you try and get it covered by insurance. I love this company. I love, obviously, I've spoken really publicly about my experience with weight loss medication. It's really been fabulous for me. So you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in a year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to row.co slash toast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by Poppy. It's no secret that soda has become a dirty word. Too sugary, too syrupy, and we don't blame you for wanting to leave it in the past. But that era of soda is officially over. It's time to sip a soda that you love and that loves you right back. So let us put you onto our favorite one, Poppy. With clean ingredients, five grams of sugar or less, and 25 calories or less, it has all the soda flavor without any of the typical soda baggage. Um, Cutting out soda has been like something I've been very, very, very slowly doing. Now, I haven't cut it completely from my life because I have to be reasonable, but there was a point where I was having like three or four a day, and that's not good. I was definitely like, you know, addicted. Poppy is a great thing to lean on if you're trying to cut out soda, if you're just trying to drink less soda. It's so good. It's such like a fun beverage. You like put it in a glass with ice. All the girls on TikTok are always making like these mocktails with it. It's so good. They come in so many good flavors, and if you're really like addicted to certain sodas they have flavors that taste just like it so if you're like a dr pepper girl their doc pop pop flavor tastes just like it their cola flavor tastes a lot like coke they also have fresh fruit flavors like strawberry lemon cherry limeade orange grape they're bursting with the juiciest flavors you've ever tasted so you can shop poppy on amazon and you can get 15 percent off with code toast 15 off and of course you can get it in retailers nationwide that's poppy p-o-p-p-i and you can shop it on amazon and get 15 percent off with our code which is toast one five off that's t O-A-S-T, one five O F F. Thank you. Our first story is that Kim Kardashian is relaunching makeup. Skin by Kim Makeup is a collection of lip liners, lipsticks, and an eyeshadow palette that are out on January 26th. So Kim previously had KKW. KKW Beauty, and then it was taken off the market, reformulating, and then she got divorced. So it's like, is it still going to be KKW? And now she's coming back with her makeup under the skin umbrella, which is her high-end skincare company. So this will be Skin by Kim Makeup. I think this is great for a multitude of reasons. One, people really, like there was a cult following for a lot of her products, specifically her lip products, like her liners. So her bringing it back, people really wanted, and her first products being lip products is really, really smart. I also think this is going to give Skakin kind of like the boost it needed. Skakin made like some waves when it first launched. It was exciting. And I feel like, seriously, I can't imagine more than five people place an order a day. Like, I just feel like it really fell off the face of the planet. So I think her makeup being under there will boost the whole company, give it like a whole fresh lift. And and I like the idea because when I read the the brand, like uh, the makeup description, it's like a skincare first makeup company. And I think that's like a new trend where it's like we're not putting harsh chemicals. It's clean. It's good for your skin. It's foundation that's also skincare. So it's very trendy. And I actually think this is like kind of brilliant. No, I think the way that it's branded and like being under the skin umbrella like saves Skakin and brings back Kim makeup under a new name that's not really new. You don't have to introduce a new brand. I think it's all pretty. Oh, and then it fixes the problem of KKW. Of course. Yeah, so I think it's very smart and Kim makeup makes a lot of sense. It always has made sense, more so even than high-end skincare. Yes, I think a lot of people um, like quake over the fact that they both, Kylie and Kim, like have major makeup companies. Like, is that not considered, you know, weird or we're competitive? But they're both now owned like 50% each by the same conglomerate, Cody. And I just don't really feel like they care. 
No, I think when they first came out at the similar times when Kim like launched a makeup company right after Kylie's was so successful, that was the time when it was like, oh, will this be weird? And then they moved forward and it wasn't weird. And if you're really into makeup, like you can see that there are stark differences between the vibes of both brands. And yes. people buy so much makeup. There, It's such a huge market and they're two of the biggest faces in beauty. So true. It's not that crazy when you think about it. No, you're totally right. And especially like in the vibes being so different. I feel like Kylie's is very much like a color pop. Like a little wacky, very like fun, young, bright, bold colors type of makeup. And Kim, especially with this new launch, it's very nude. Like the makeup palette is completely nude. The lips are all nude. That's so her. She's like bronze contour, brown queen, like brown yeah. lip liner, everything. Um, and I do feel like that's very much like where the beauty community and like the beauty trends are going is more of the Kim direction. Sometimes Kylie's products do feel a little outdated, but I know she just launched a foundation yesterday and she had recently done a concealer. So I do feel like she's moving out of that like ColourPop 2016 like rave girl vibe makeup and more towards like a clean girl dewy aesthetic. Yeah, she definitely is. And I also, when I think of their brands, I think of Kylie's makeup as like for a younger girl and Kim's like is a more mature look so I think when you get into the weeds there are differences but of course like from the zooming out it's like they're the same looking person and they have makeup lines at a glance yeah but it's not like that and I think there's enough of the pie to go around I do also think KKW fragrances will be rolled into this as well I think she said that in her video um which doesn't make as much sense no but her fragrances also had like a crazy cult following. So she ha like she's got to bring it back. You know, she's a businesswoman. Yeah, and she's got to bring back the body foundations. She dies. That's my favorite product of hers. Wow, by the way, the cultural impact those products had. Like remember when she was showing MJ's hands? Mm -hmm. That was like the, and the brush, like that was the craziest time. Was it the craziest time? Yes, yes. Like, I remember <laughs> where I was when it happened, you know? Yeah. Even though I actually didn't really end up liking the product. It got all over my clothing. Oh, I love it. Do you still you, have you it? You can't, like, wear it on t underneath clothes. Not that you would. You wear it when your skin is showing. Yeah. But it's a game changer, like, for someone, if you have, like, veiny skin. Whatever your everyone has their own Issue. things. But it, like, it's totally, like, an airbrush effect. Just getting it off was kind of annoying, but it was worth it because you had such a great look she's really had so many like iterations of her brands mm -hmm. and it does feel like she's like downsizing a little bit only in the sense that she doesn't need five different companies for different beauty products like kkw fragrance kkw beauty skakin skims like so many different now it's like really she has skims and skakin yeah and i think eventually maybe in like five years skin by kim beauty especially if the kim beauty part takes off like it could morph into just kim beauty for everything. Yeah. And maybe they scale back some of the skincare and beef up. Because Kim Beauty could also encompass fragrance. Yes, yes. And that's could. just a nice name. It's interesting none of the girls have really ever done hair. They had Kardashian hair. I know we have You that, know, um, Olivia still uses their hairbrush. Olivia has a hairbrush that's literally from the 19th century. She refuses to change it and it's KKW hair. And we, growing up, we all like shared a bottle of hairspray in our bathroom and it was this huge bottle of KKW, no, Kardashian, Kardashian hair. Hair, yeah. That was when they just did licensing deals. That shit was good, by the way. It was good. But I'm surprised none of them, even though like hair care is not huge. And I guess they're like really close with Jen Atkin who does Way and Way like kills it. I mean, Mario has makeup. Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. has something. It a is, lot of people. It is surprising that they don't do more hair care, even just like a hairspray. A lot of people were- Ultra clutch hairspray. Ultra clutch hairspray, whoa, that's me. He's Cardi Collins. Um, what was I gonna say? You're saying a lot of people. Are pointing out like that a lot of Kim's new makeup products in terms of just like color story are really similar to some of Mario's products. Well, that makes perfect sense to me because he does her makeup and they like the same thing. Yeah, like she popularized the look that he created. Right, so it would be weird if their makeup products weren't similar. Yeah, and Mario like does really well. Yeah, it would be incongruous. 
Has Kim ever sold her makeup products in store? Because Kylie's in Ulta, but neither of them are in Sephora. Was KKW in Ulta? Yeah. I'm getting a yes. I'm I'm sure it'll be back there again. Yeah. So very exciting for the beauty community. I actually need to re I need to like buy more lipsticks in general. I feel like I've lost all of mine. So true. And I don't know. I'm wearing like an old Kylie today, but the oldies are the best. This is like angel. I'm wearing the Kylie that you left here. That is quite literally my favorite product. I have a problem where like if I put on lipstick, it's gone in a minute. It's gone. What in a color minute. is that? This you're gonna have to scrub off with a Brillo pad. I believe it's Posy. Oh, that's Posy. A classic. Wait, but I feel no, like ha- it's not Posy. It's not. Hold on. Angel. Yeah, it is Posy K. Posy K it's- is a is a gorgeous pink. Everybody, in the words of Taylor Swift, like, everybody moved on, I I stayed there. Everybody moved on from, like, these matte liquid lipsticks. It's, like, so 2018 when we were wearing chokers. When you, like, talk for a living and you need to be on camera for a full hour and you need your lipstick not to move. I got home yesterday. I did a workout. I went to get Botox to Dr. Geezy. I came back. The shit was still on. No, I know. I'm wearing a matte liquid lip too. I'm wearing Angel. And I, I love this color. It's from an old holiday collection. And then she made it mainstream. But now she changed all her colors. Like none of the classics are there. But what's so funny is you always like clown on Kylie Cosmetics. You're like, it's old and trendy. And she hasn't done anything great in a while. And every time I bring a product to the studio, you steal it. The butter, the bomb. I just want to say, I didn't, you left these here. No, no, but, but okay, you make it your own you could leave I could leave something there and you'd be like oh that crap Jackie left but instead I'm never getting them back take them take them what color is that bomb that's the best color Kylie of course I was like (laughs) Kylie by Kylie 808 Kylie so yeah I I gotta get some more lipsticks because I leave them all there yeah, no, I'm kind of in my lip liner and like a bomb era. That's like what all the kids on TikTok are doing. So I'm just like young and, you know, I'm trendy like that. Extremely. Kim also posted a video of her offices that had people buzzing because she made like a viral trendy video showing what she has in her office, which is like a 3D mold of her plane and her brain. She has a tanning bed. Okay, let's talk about the tanning bed. That really shocked me. Me too. The this the the video, for those who like aren't acclimated with TikTok culture, is this trend where you're like, it started being like, I'm a girl. Of course I'm going to have two dinners. Like things that are like girly. Mm-hmm. And then people started changing it. Like me and Ben did one. Like we're married. Of course we're going to blah, blah, blah. And so hers was, I'm a Kardashian. Of course I have a tanning bed in my office. I'm yeah. a Kardashian. Of course I have a, mo- a model of my brain in my plane on my desk. And it just was a way for her to like show off all the kind of crazy things that she has in her office. Yeah, and just create buzz for her office where her company, Skin by Kim Beauty, Very resides. Smart. What was more shocking, not more shocking, the tanning bed was the most shocking, but then like moved on and apparently it's good for psoriasis treatment. Yeah, because a lot of people were like, no fucking way, like that's actual like 90s shit. But she is obsessed with being tan. I know, but like we see her with spray tans all the time. I feel like she's mastered the spray tan. I don't, honestly, like I don't know. I don't know. But having the custom Rick Owens. Furniture. Everything, walls, everything, like. How expensive is that? Like, isn't this a business? But like, Kim is so rich. Like, like that's nothing for them. I guess. And I'm sure maybe he even just like did it for fun and for free. For that video that we're all now talking about, Rick Owens. And now it's just like in the background of everything. Yeah. What else? I love she has a mold of her Kim Air airplane. Mm-hmm. A model, excuse me. And also a model of her brain. She had like the big TV screens with all her campaigns. Oh, Yeah. She had, you know, a hallway with every cover. Um, framed magazine cover she's ever done. Yeah. And it then was cute. It ended with, of course, I'm going to, I'm Kim Kardashian. Of course, I'm going to launch 15 lip liners, all different yeah, shades yeah. of nude. So, you know, bringing it back, Promo. selling product. Promo. I imagine the launch will go or if it went well. Yeah. I know it, it hasn't gone yet. January 26th. Love. I think it'll go well. Who? Are you ready for our next story? Exciting sports entertainment news. S-E-N? The Super Bowl pregame performers have been announced. Pregame? As in Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, and Lift Every Voice and Sing. No fucking so, way. Wait, by the way, is, is it Usher halftime? Yes, Usher halftime okay. we know. Okay, okay. 
National Anthem will be sung by Wait, Reba McIntyre. No, I love. Wait, by the way, I've like low-key like never heard Reba sing. Do I you know. know I mean? I'm, I don't love it, but I'm, you, uh, but I hope it's good and I'm open to changing my tune, but like. That's not like the name on everybody's lips when it comes to who should sing the national anthem. Honestly, um, it's also really hard to beat what Chris Stapleton just did. Like, that's the blueprint now. That's the bar. Oh, no, I feel like there's so many. I, I'm op- like, I, I hope she does amazing and that I'm wrong. I'm not even saying anything, just that like, Agreed. I don't know what her singing voice really sounds like. And I, I think she has like a lovely country twang voice, but like you need to have like I a wanna powerhouse. I want to be blown away. I want tears in my eyes, goosebumps on my skin. This is a song for like the Jennifer Hudson's of the world. People with huge voices. Yeah. It's such a hard song to sing. Yeah. So we'll see. Interesting. We'll see. Okay. Then America the Beautiful will be sung by Post Malone. What? Yeah. Okay. And Lift Every Voice and Sing will be sung by Andre Day. Okay. See, that's a perfect casting, Andre Day. Thank you so much. Like, yeah. that's obviously someone understanding the assignment. Her voice is amazing. Amazing. She would you be amazing on need, the national anthem. You know who we need to sing the national anthem? Who? Cynthia Arrivo. I feel like she has. I feel like she actually has too, but like not at the Super Bowl. Let me Google it. Like at it, like a important sports game but not the Super Bowl you know yes I feel like it actually could have been the Super Bowl though I feel like I would remember that oh my god first link Cynthia Orivo messed up USA anthem first link Cynthia Orivo apologizes after forgetting the words to the US national anthem I just want to say I don't think that's like an offense worth apologizing for like you made a mistake it's fine like no, I think it's worth apologizing. You had one job. No, I mean, like, it's, it's not, I'm saying it's not like a thing you do with bad intentions. Like, no, oh, no, but you can make a mistake without being bad intentioned. I feel like that's what a lot of mistakes are. Yeah, that's what a mistake is. Yeah. Still doesn't, doesn't mean that you don't have to apologize. And it, like, depends what it is, but like, <sighs> or you just go down to someone who messed up the national anthem and didn't give a hoot. By the way, who hasn't messed up the national anthem? Chris well, Stapleton. You would, yeah, Whitney Houston. Lady Gaga, um, Pink. But who has? Fergie. Fergie, wait. Melissa Gorga. Christina Aguilera has. I believe Jessica Simpson has. Yeah, it happens. It's not like it happens. you don't need to go to jail, but just be like, oops, sorry. I think she could still, maybe, maybe like that being on her record is why they haven't chosen her. Yeah. And that would make sense. It's the biggest Give stage. Give her another chance. It's the biggest stage for the anthem. But also a lot of arenas like on the Jumbotron put the lyrics up for everyone. No, I know. That's why. And it's like if you're struggling to remember, if you know that maybe you don't know it like down pat, which is understandable. And some of the words are like. Com- like repetitive. And it's like, wait, what did they say there? We just like kind of muscle memory sing it. But it's like, what's the actual word? Hannah you Montana. Could, you could get a. Like a prompter. Yeah, of course. But it's also like the nerves. Yeah. Hannah Montana messed it up, right? Did she? There was an episode where she messed it up, I think, at a basketball game or something. Yeah, that's. it's just not great. Not like the biggest, worst thing you could do. But, you know, a lot of people want to hear a great national anthem. This lineup is unique. It is unique. I feel like it's always underwhelming when we announce who it is you know what I mean yeah it's never like banger 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 people who would just like be amazing no questions asked it's also hard to get three big stars because like the big one the headliner is the national anthem and if you're a mega star and they're not offering you that like you're not going to do one of the two losery songs I don't know I feel like I don't even need a big star because sometimes the biggest stars don't have the best voices they're just like the best performers I just want a gorgeous voice on the ones and twos. You know who hasn't done it? Who I feel like could do like a really interesting version? Miley. Yeah. She has like a rockery voice and she can really like sing big. Yeah, she can sing big. But the thing is, I don't want an interesting version, generally speaking. But Chris Stapleton's wasn't traditional. No, it wasn't. Right. And no. it was, in- it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. I'm oh, like... If you're going to do an interesting version, it's got to be like Chris Stapleton or, or else it's Fergie. 
No, the thing is, you're going to do an interesting version, and you're either going to be a Fergie or Chris Stapleton. There's really no in between. So but you have I, to be really confident I in your version. I agree that Miley could do an interesting version that would be beautiful. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. We're going to be together, right? Yeah. And I'm so excited. Party at my place. Yeah. What are you making? Maybe Ben can make us our Crunchwrap Supreme. For sure. Last year I made nachos that were so good mm. from the Magnolia Table recipe book. Oh, I I never knew I liked nachos so much. I The thing is, I don't really fuck with nachos. No, there's nothing not to like, Claudia. It's taco meat, actually, on top of oh. chips. That's it. Oh, Okay. And because there's like cheese and olives, I don't like olives, so I don't use them. There is cheese and and, but I can. You like cheese? What's wrong with cheese? Cheese is fine, but salsa. Like, I, I, not a lot of cheese. Actually, like when I was in Mexico, Tinks, my sister in Christ, was <laughs> eating nachos, and I went to taste it. It was like it was disgusting. Like so much cheese. No, I won't use so much. And Joanna, she's got the ratio down. Just trust the process, La. Okay, so you're gonna make. Oh, this is such a fun conversation. You're going to make nachos. Mm -hmm. Ben's going to make a Crunchwrap Supreme. Okay. Oh, my God. You know what we actually really should do and Patreon it? Chili. Well, yes. But have you seen, like, people that do chili, like, on their island? They, like, lay. um, Like a chili board? Yeah, but it takes up their whole island. (laughs) And they lay tinfoil down. They cover their entire island in tinfoil. Uh-huh. And they, like, put chips Chili, like veggies, guac. They like make like a whole. Like a big board. It's kind of like nachos yeah. too, but it's chili. Yeah. Oh, maybe they do nachos actually. You're yeah. Right. Fuck, I don't like nachos. I just told you, you're going to like, I'm going to make turdy style nachos. Okay. I also think we should make like mini grilled cheeses. Okay. You don't love that? No, like cute. Why mini? Because like I don't want to eat a whole grilled cheese and I'll get full and I won't be able to eat all the other things you're making. Yeah. Super Bowl food is kind of hard because it's like you make the the nachos and you've got the chips and guac out and all these things but it's like okay but what's for dinner all of it like you're not yeah. gonna make like a brisket no it's like, like some people uh, then also order pizza what about like brisket sliders yum because our brisket was so good it was good but i do think we'll be full and honestly chili like chili is the name on everybody's lips for the super bowl and um, it could be an appetizer it could be a dip it can be a main course maybe i should like have go on a chili fast so I can be like really excited for the chili at the Super Bowl. Totally. And maybe some cornbread. Okay, wait. And who is going to make the chili? You or Ben? I am. Okay. Because the, you haven't had my chili. We just had Ben's chili. Ben yep. is making the Crunchwrap Supremes. Okay. So I'm going to make the chili. Love. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do instead of having Ben? Now that I've like spoken about this kosher restaurant in LA that everyone should go to, it's so good. Maybe they could just like... Freeze dry some and send them to me so I can like have them in my house. Okay? Or maybe they Let could me... like go on Gold Belly. Yes, exactly. But I think Ben could do a good job. No, for sure. But it'll never be the same. And I, I really, I want that one. Yeah. So I would like 10 Crunchwrap Supremed, like freeze dried and sent to my home. Okay. Are you ready for our next story? What number? Three. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're moving slow. We are moving slow. But these last three are quick. Quickies. And I have nowhere to be. And our video is going to upload so fucking fast. Oh, and by the way, I believe because of this new way, we now have more time on our cards. I think we might have like two, two and a half hours instead of an hour 35. Oh, wow. No, but I think an hour 35 is like. I agree. It's, it was the limit for a reason. I know. I agree. And it's like, not I mean, like it's a weekly sh- like Right, right. In a day. By the way, if we did weekly episodes, I think our episodes would be three hours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. It would, it would still be fast five, but it would be hardy stories. But I don't think we could just do five stories. Like we'd have to do like the fast 50, the fast 15, the fast 15. And then we should break it up five a Can day. I just, right. <laughs> Can I just say like how annoyed I am to not have a voice? It's like really pissing me off. It's not as bad as it was. Oh, you think it's getting better? hundred percent. I didn't even notice it. Oh, oh, okay. Also, I got Botox yesterday. I know, don't rub it in. Some of us are wrinkly. But I did something that I think you'd be proud of because I've been talking to you. Your lip filler? I didn't get lip filler. I've been talking to you a lot in private about how like with my weight loss, like I have a new smile and it's pissing me off. It's so ugly. It's so gummy. I look like a a Disney adult, like with big gums, like, and I don't like it. (laughs) That was mean. I'm sorry. That was mean. (laughs) 
So what did you do? So I asked Dr. Gizzi what I should do. And she was like, before we do anything extreme, let's just try this. She, and by the way, so fucking painful. I almost I mean, everything it. is painful for you. No, no, no. This was next level. And she told me it was going to be What painful. was it? Just a little bit of Botox, like right under my nostril. Why? Oh, to, so that it your lip relax. doesn't curl? It will relax my lip when I smile. And my lip won't, you know, fold in on itself <laughs> curl. when I smile. She was also like, it's possible like that your face is different. Like you don't really know how to smile anymore because I used to smile so hard. I don't yeah. know why. No, but maybe like you were smiling really hard, but it kind of like looked normal because there was like, the structure of your face was different. Now when you smile so hard, it's like, it's just a lot of teeth. Okay. Um, now sound off in the comments, which smile do you like best? Cause I've been working through Show it, okay? us your smile right now, even though the Botox probably hasn't taken effect. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, ready? <clears throat> this is the one I think I'm going to go with. But when it's like when you, when you have to think about your smile and not just do it. Yeah, just go. So unnatural. Okay. That's classic turdy. Okay, but sometimes I go a little too hard. This is number two. That's, okay, that's like if you're taking a picture where you genuinely are feeling that way. But you, have, you should never be putting on that smile. Okay, and then sometimes I do this, like. A classic. So, I think number one, but sound off in the comments. One, two, or three. Yeah, but we also have to wait for the nostril talks to kick in. Well, yeah, but this is like the worst it's going to be. So we can only get better. Yeah, but all of those smiles looked good. But I know the smile you're talking about. Like, I know that there is a problem. This is literally win a date with Tad Hamilton when she has like seven smiles. Oh, yeah, but those are all like natural. Yeah, yeah. And no, she doesn't have the problems that I we have. We all have three smiles. Like one, which oh. is classic. Two, which is overexcited. Sometimes it calls for it. Er. Yeah. And then three, Mary-Kate and Ashley. I love your number one. It was gorgeous. Do it again. So cute. And honestly, like, I love smiling. I'm not a miserable cunt. Like, I smile all the time because I'm filled with joy and I bring joy to others and I'm hysterical and I'm just always laughing. So this is like a big problem for me. It's not like I'm, if I was miserable and depressed, like my smile changing, it like, wouldn't matter because I'm never smiling. I smile at least 100 times a day. Mm. But you're not worried about your IRL smile. Like when you smile, when Turdy smiles... <laughs> In a dark, when dirty smiles. When you smile just in life, like it's a beautiful, warm thing. No, it's not. Like it's gotten ugly. No, the issue is your picture smile. We're working on your picture smile, right? All of them. I think your everyday in conversation, you know, not captured smile, your smile in motion is beautiful. Did we ever get to the third story? Like no. We started, no, because we started talking about you, how we were going slow. You became determined to like elongate the episode. Oh, that's so funny. I really didn't. No, like so you natural. No, you could Everything see the wheels. Naturally. You could see all the wheels like turning. And, and this is how we ended up talking about when turdy smiles. And aren't you glad? Yeah. Okay, our next story we have to get to because it's what everyone's buzzing about because people are saying that Jacob Elordi and Olivia Jade have broken up for the second time. And I don't know why everyone, like now we all just believe us weekly. Like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm certainly not going to believe it wholeheartedly. Yes. I think people just wanted it to be true because they think they should be dating Jacob Elordi. And don't get me wrong, I think I should be dating Jacob Elordi. But like, if it can't be me, like it absolutely should be Olivia Jade. Agreed. I don't want this to be true, but a source did tell Us Weekly that they broke up again, allegedly for the second time. Agreed that Us Weekly source is thin and everyone's kind of running with it, which is weird. Yeah. But then I also saw that she unfollowed him on Instagram. I didn't check her following, but there's a chance she never followed him to begin with. I'm fairly certain she never followed him to begin with. And like the way that rumors get started off of that, when most of the time people don't follow their significant others, like unless they're literally married, like because it makes it such a big deal when they break up and then they unfollow. Most of the time, they, like Taylor Swift didn't even follow Joe Alwyn and they were together for six years. Like Right, and I'm sure she has a finsta where she does her actual stuff stuff and this is like her public facing so it's not like they were ever super public did they ever walk a red carpet together no no so it's it it's not crazy every photo we've ever seen of them has been taken against their will yeah like you by paparazzi spotted so anyways i'm hoping this isn't true if it is i don't true. think it is okay like, i really don't because you're a friend of I oj i but, but sorry i have no proof like i don't know anything but you don't have inside info 
I have media literacy and I don't just like believe things I see on Us Weekly and nowhere else. Like if there is a source, why isn't the source going to like Vogue, you know? Yeah. Well, or like E. Page six, Daily Mail. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I'm hoping it's not true. So I'm no, going same. to be in denial unless I have a reason not to be. But this is thin. Agreed. And I think like we're not even in denial. I think we're just like thinking critically. Yeah. No, but if it was a couple that like I didn't feel strongly about, I wouldn't be like fighting against it so hard. But by the way, they have like low-key been together for a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like they were first spotted together in 2021. Yeah. And I know that article says that they had broken up at one point and gotten back together. We don't know that to be true. They could have just been together this whole time. Right. So I just, I love every reminder that they are together, you know? And they're so not in our faces at all. I wish they would be more. And you know, for me, they remind me so much of Fourth Wing. Like they are Zayden and Violet. Oh my God, wait. Wait. Even though I'm pretty sure Zayden is black. Oh, yes. But I know what you mean. Like, huge man, tiny girl. Yeah. And she actually does give Violet energy a lot. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, when I was reading the book and they would talk about, like, their extreme height difference, it reminded me of those pictures of Jacob yep. and Olivia. No, love. So, I'm rooting for them, but that's, this that is, is what goals. sources are saying. I don't believe the sources. The sources can grab a spoon. Totally. Are you ready for our next story? No. No. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Jenny Kane? Tis. <gasps> okay. So support for today's show comes from Jenny Kane Home. Very appropriate for me because I got Jenny Kane couches. And that's like a was like a goal of mine. Jenny Kane, I feel like every time we do an ad, all we say is like she is chic. If you if I could give an aesthetic, it would be like a mix of Coastal Gran, a mix of, you know, neutral Nancy Myers. And that is Jenny Kane. It's like very coastal. It's very beachy. She covers a bunch of different like styles. But I love Jenny Kane Home. It's a California brand through and through. The interior pieces are classics. It's clean. It's effortless. It's totally refined. From luxurious bedroom linens, iconic furniture, cozy pillows and throws. Jenny Kane Home is here to help you live your best year yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to JennyKane.com. Use the code TOAST to get 15% off. That's a really good discount for Jenny Kane. It is the ultimate destination for elevated home essentials. With winter weather on its way, you need cozy tings in your home, whether it's, you know, a cold front in Florida or a blizzard in New York. We need blankets. We need slippers. We need candles. We need throw pillows. We need Jenny Kane Home is what we need. And I got... Yeah, I got a couch, uh, the Harbor Sofa. I'm obsessed. It's like linen. It so would be in a Nancy Myers movie. So also this year, if you're looking, I know Jackie's like really into upping her tabletop game with like, you know, cute Tablescape, wares. yes. Jenny Kane is the place to be. They have a collection of classics that make it so easy. It's durable. Their Pacific dinnerware collection. It's perfect for everyday use. So find the perfect home pieces at JennyKane.com. Our listeners are getting 15% off your first order. When you use code TOAST at checkout, that's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Nile Jewelry. We say this every year, but we're feeling really good about this year in particular. <laughs> You know, it was we're coming off the year of yes. We're coming off the year of Tesla. Jackie and I both just finished our resolutions, like actually to completion. Yes. So it feels like a lot of fun surprises are in store for us this year. And the number one way to guarantee that is by treating yourself to a little something something from BlueNile.com. So Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. So whether you're looking for a bit of New Year's sparkle for yourself or a gift for someone special, like, I don't know, maybe the co-host in your life, Blue Nile offers peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. If you have questions about their pieces, Blue Nile's jewelry experts are on hand 24-7 via phone or chat. From technical questions to budget suggestions, they're here to help you find a gift that you can feel great about. So whether you're buying a gift for someone in your life or like you a birthday coming up and you need like to send your boyfriend some suggestions to send some links from Blue Nile it's a really reputable company I have a gorgeous pair of like hoops from Blue Nile they wear so well they don't change my skin different colors they're made really really well um and they're you know more reasonably priced than they would be if I had bought them somewhere else so you can experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile today at Blue Nile, the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com to find the perfect piece today. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect piece today. Thank you, La. 
You're welcome. Our next story, a little more farm news, because Ian Summerhalder is talking about having no regrets about ditching Hollywood for the farm life with his wife, Nikki Reed. So, oh my God, the fact that these two are married, like I always forget. I know, and they're super married. She um, And they're both vampires. They're both vampires. Now they're both farmers. They have two children. She had a home birth, and what? they live on a farm now. And I feel like a Where? lot of people don't know that. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, it's just outside of LA, so he didn't, like, really leave Hollywood. But if you look at the pics yeah, yeah. of their life, like, it's it's a farm. No, and I know that there's, like, hardcore farmland in the state of California. Of but, like, course. No, him making this big statement to, like, move to a farm in Alabama. Yeah, like, like move to Iowa and then say yeah. you left Hollywood. Right, no. You're, I mean, you're stone's throw. Like, you could you're, still, you're still a farmer. commute for an audition. Right. But anyways, he revealed that he and his wife, Nikki Reed, packed up their things and moved to a farm just outside of Los Angeles with their two children. He said, I loved what I did for a really long time. I don't miss any of it. I love making films and I just did it for so long. We had an amazing run. So now he was at the premiere of Common Ground, which is a documentary that focuses on the need for sustainable and eco-friendly farming. And he shared some insight into what life on the farm is like. He said- By the way, he didn't really leave Hollywood if he's at a premiere. Now I know it's a premiere for like a farming documentary. No, no, Claudia, but he's having a hard time actually extricating himself from the industry but he's trying a premiere is a premiere right. like farmers don't really go to that many premieres and do interviews no he said when you see the way that nature operates you find compassion it's oh my a God, literally ben it's literally a, ben it's, when he goes for a walk it's when he goes for a walk he's always like my like he goes in these like really he'll like literally take a walk and be like a steve Irwin. yeah he said, it's a beautiful thing to see what's happening with children, to watch them participate in the growing of you. their food. You. In the growing you. of their food and the understanding of what food is and where it comes from. No, there's something about having kids that makes you question where your food comes from. By the way, I think that makes a lot of sense. It actually like, does make a lot of sense because you start by, first of all, you're making their food with breast milk. But then when you start giving them baby food, a lot of people choose to make their own baby food, which isn't even like a, a crunchy thing to do. It's just like, they need food. Yeah, I don't think Let it's Let me crunchy. mash it up. Um, and then you just start thinking about the next thing you're going to give them and you do look into what it is because you've been so on top of everything right. else. You're not going to go them. from mother's milk to process to McDonald's. I mean, but you wanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so funny how like your kid is like so clean and perfect and like you are like shoving a Crunchwrap Supreme down your throat in the back of the car. yeah. I feel like that's motherhood in a sense. That is motherhood. And eventually the kids like get to, it depends like what age they're at and people all feel differently. But like first when they're having just like baby food, whether it's Gerber, it's just, it's still not, not McDonald's unless you're going to put the chicken nugget in a blender. I might. You might. You should. I will. And then of course, you know, inevitably you're like, oh, well, you're going to all this effort for the child. Like, it makes you think about your food differently. It just does. Of course, of course. But anyways, the environment-themed documentary serves as a follow-up to the documentary Kiss the Ground. He said, I started connecting the dots between what you do for the planet and what you do for yourself. It's an evolution and a lifelong pursuit. Both him and Nikki are executive producers on the project. Oh, wow. So not only did he go to premiere, he made a movie, but he left Hollywood. Yeah, he's still in the movie-making industry. But also, it's a credit to their homesteading ways, Nikki had a home birth. Now, do you feel like these two have enough money cumulatively to like not work anymore? She's from Twilight, a major, major franchise, five huge movies. She was not a main character. No, no. I, maybe not from that, but he's from Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Which is huge. But I was actually just thinking about this. I feel like everyone in Hollywood, like when you go, like all these people who go to award shows and everything, like they're all like, they're not in like the biggest stuff or a million things, but I feel like they all live in like multi-million dollar homes. How? So Nikki Reed's net worth is 12 million. And then Ian Summerholder's net worth also says 12 million. Oh, maybe that's like their married net worth. But then, you know, they're probably working on the farm and they're doing this documentary. But I feel like a documentary like this probably costs more money than it earns, if we're being real. Oh, no one's watching this. I'm sorry. <laughs> not even like someone who might be interested in it, like you. No, I'm not. Did I say I was? No, but like this is not out of the realm of your interest. No, it is. I don't want to watch a documentary about eco-farming. I want to watch The Crown. Oh, she said what she said. Like, I'm, no, even Ballerina Farm's not watching this. No, she is. No, she's not. She's like being a queen. Competing. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. Apparently she's competing. Which is even crazier. 
I know. We were like debating all week what the hell she was doing at the Mrs. America pageant. We thought she was like a former winner. We thought she was a judge. We thought she was a host. Turns out she's literally a contestant. Um, she had a baby 14 days ago, which makes her like deciding to enter into this pageant even more psychotic. Um, and she's obviously going to win. Yeah. No, if she doesn't win, it's a rigged. Yeah. She is Mrs. America. I know. I feel like Nikki Reed like has Ballerina Farm on her vision board. Finsta. Finsta. Yeah. You know what, actually, I did want to see? Mm. Like, who that I follow follows Ballerina Farm? That's such a good question. Let me go look. Let's out some people. Out them as being what? Connoisseurs of greatness? Ballerinas. Ballerinas. Wow, she's at 8 million followers. I have 34 mutuals. I have 28. Stassi? Yes, yeah, Olivia Culpo? Emma Roberts? Lauren. Gal Gadot? Lauren Elizabeth. Wow, there's somebody here I need to unfollow. I'll be right back. Craig Conover. Oh, there's someone you need to unfollow. Just one. Just one. Chloe Feynman from SNL follows her. A lot of peeps. Jesse James Decker. JJD. Yeah, no, she's extremely inspirational. I'm infinitely yeah. inspired. <clears throat> so she's probably going to see the documentary. Perhaps because she has more time in the day than anyone else. Right. That should be the new meme. Like you have the same amount of hours in the day as Ballerina Farm. Right. Not Beyonce. Right. Or Kris Jenner or Ryan Seacrest. Like they have a literal staff. Yeah. Do you think Ballerina Farm has a nanny? Yeah, I've seen a more criticism of her that she has a nanny. Maybe even more than so, one nanny. She has eight kids. Yeah. She's running a business. Plus What's wrong the with farm. a nanny? In like, in like the mom, you know, sphere, what's wrong with having a nanny? Nothing. Like digitally? I guess they would just say it to like take away from the fact that she's raising eight kids. Raising like eight kids. Like it doesn't count it. Okay. if she has a nanny. Oh, it counts. Yeah. Oh, it counts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what Ian and Nikki are up to. Farm Love life. That for them. It is really crazy that they got married when they're both vampires. I know. And I feel like when they got together, there was something a little bit nefarious yes. about it. So Nina Dobrev. But the proof is in the pudding. It's giving. Not only is the proof in the pudding, but Nina Dobrev, she was kind of like the loser in the situation. Like he, you know, they were together for a while and everybody shipped them. But she ended up, you know, on top as well. It took a little while, but yeah. she ended up in a fabulous relationship. Fabulous. Really, really fabulous. Yeah. No, Nikki and Ian, they're like um, Jason Aldean and Brittany Aldean. It's true. Like this. No, even though I don't think Ian's. No, no, they're not. Because I don't think Ian's summer, summer holder cheated on Ian. There was Dobrev. something. There was something like not entirely kosher. No, I think it was just that like affected, he broke up with her. I don't know. And they kept pitting Nina and what's her name against each other. And eventually they like took a picture together and was like, stop. Oh. I don't think there was nothing nefarious about the way they got together. Okay. That's why Brittany and Jason Aldean like, no, they like were home wrecking, you know. Yeah, but like now they just have this beautiful family and... Yeah, so look, Nikki Reed shuts down rumors that she's feuding with Nina Dobrev with a powerful Instagram post. This is 2017. So it was like years and years of people like pitting these two against each other. I think a similar... Jelena? Je no, no. Brad, Angie, and Jen. Is similar to... Oh, actually no, because did they cheat Brad and Angie? Yeah. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. And now they've broken up, so the proof was not not in the pudding. So according to the tabloids, Nina Dobrev and Nikki Reed were daggers for each other. Nina Dobrev was jealous of Reed and Summerholder's marriage, while Nikki Reed felt threatened by her history with him. So like they literally were broken up. Claudia, then it's Ian Jelena. and Nikki got together. Yes, except that like there definitely is beef between Haley and Selena. I'm sure Selena hates Haley. She looks at her marriage and hates her, and I am positive that Haley hates Selena Gomez for what she put her through. How could she? hundred percent. But that would be like in a few years if they are posting like there's no beef. No, but Jackie, they did. Remember, they went to LACMA and they took a photo and everyone was like, oh my God, it's done. And Haley had just been on Call Her Daddy and said, I have respect. Right, right. So that was we're that. We're good. We talked. But it restarted. So that would be like if Nikki and right, Nina. That means they were lying. That means they were lying. Oh, no. Or just like they squashed it, but then there was new beef. Mm-mm. They tried to tell us there was no beef, and there was. No, I think they squashed their beef, and then Eyelash Gate, Selena, 2023 happened. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what I think. And it hurt Haley even more because she was like, I thought we are good. Okay, maybe a similar, okay, maybe a similar comparison here. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Is Robert Herjavec. Were Nina he... and Ian married? No. Okay. Oh, you're right. So it's not the same. But did Robert Herjavec cheat with his Dancing with the Stars partner or just left his wife of like 50 years to go have babies with? I think that they were like separated. Okay. Like it wasn't super nefarious, but it wasn't the best. But it's a I, proof is in the pudding situation. Okay, I know I you. I know you hate Robert Herjavec. I know you do. I do. I and do nothing hate he Robert does Herjavec. will ever be good enough for you. Never. <laughs> and like, as long as you can own it, that's fine by me. I just want to say I don't like hate him for no reason. Like I hate Sam Hunt for a reason. Like I hate people for reasons. I don't like that he like was a really successful businessman stayed with his wife forever and then he got famous went on Dancing with the Stars and left his wife for a younger woman like to me that's somebody without scruples okay like it's easy to be loyal to your wife as you grow old together when nobody knows who you are then you get a little bit of attention no okay are you ready for our fifth and final story I am it's a little more sports news that's relevant to this show. Allie Raceman joins ESPN as their gymnastics analyst in a new chapter of her Love. career. Love. In news that makes sense, the three-time Olympic gold medalist is set to join the network as an analyst on its NCAA gymnastics broadcast, People Has Exclusively Learned. ESPN will make an official announcement on Thursday afternoon. She will make her broadcasting debut on Friday during a, a meet between LSU and Kentucky. No, I fucking love Allie Raceman more than life itself. She's probably my favorite female athlete. Mm, I don't know. You know how I feel about Serena Williams. I wrote my college dissertation on her. Nevertheless. Um, love. Jewish queen doing the most. She's been probably, she's been quiet, but I'm sure she took, wait. Who was it that dated Colton Underwood? Allie, Allie Raceman? Raceman. Miss Allison Raceman. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about That's that. That's a major throwback. Colton Underwood has lived a hundred lives. He really has. And you know what? Do you know what a clip I just saw that I had completely forgotten about when he was doing promo for The Bachelor? He did like this funny skit with Billy Eichner and he's like, watch out, you become the first gay bachelor. And uh, Colton just like clenches his butthole and like freaks out. Like it's literally <laughs> the most awkward clip. And in the moment, like it didn't seem innocuous. It just seemed like he was like this straight guy, uncomfortable. Of course. Like, gay, ha, ha. Now... It's, I totally forgot about that moment. That's really funny. I'm sure also Allie Raceman like is getting her feet wet in gymnastics broadcasting because of the Summer Olympics, Olympics. coming up. You know, she'll <clears> get all this practice on the NCAA meets and then she'll be yeah. ready to narrate the Olympics for us, which is great. For sure. I'm sure this is like a hop, skip and a jump away from the Olympics in terms of like, you know, you can't broadcast the Olympics if you've never broadcast before. Yeah. And, and it's good to get some practice. I'm sure she knows all about practice. I honestly feel like she's following in the footsteps. Like she'll have a really similar broadcasting career as Johnny Weir, who's like the official figure skating broadcaster for like everything. Well, in the past, it's been Nastia Liukin who's been like the gymnastics correspondent with experience. Oh, yeah. I feel like she'll still be doing it, but there's a lot of networks and there's a lot of broadcasting needs. And gymnastics is like the biggest sport in Summer Olympics. I think there can be more than one. I do think it's interesting, like, these really young women who get so, like, the gymnastics girls, those five every year, they get so famous. And I do think it's really interesting to watch what they do afterwards, you know? Yeah. Like, Sean Johnson totally went the influencer route, and I think she makes, like, so much money. And I think she's really happy and fulfilled. Yeah, and she has three kids. It's a perfect, influencing is such a great job for, like, a mom. It is. So, I love that. Simone Biles, is she still competing? I don't know if she's going. I think she is going to the Olympics. Uh, I don't know. Is Simone Biles retired? And then like Suni Lee like went to college and now she's like a college athlete. Yeah. Simone Biles is not retired. Okay. So we'll see what she does. She's next, coming back she's... from the twisties. Excuse me? You remember in the Olympics that she didn't compete? Oh, yeah, they call that the twisties? Yeah, she said she had the twisties, which it's like when you just get, like, disoriented and, and you, it's a mental block of being able to do the twists. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, I can understand it. Well, yeah. Uh, so Allie Raceman is going, Allie Raceman is going the broadcasting route. Love. Yeah. I need her to, like, re-enter the spotlight. Yeah. We need, like, more Jewish leaders. 
She's just an absolute queen. So I'm excited. She's such a queen. I'm excited for the Olympics, Turdy. So am I. That's going to become like our new personality when the time. When is it? Summer? Summer. 2024. Summer. 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 And it's in Paris. Paris? Mm -hmm. How exciting. Yeah. So that's our show. It kind of feels like a Friday, but it's not. It's not. No, no. It's a day of thurs. Benefits and perils. The hers day. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Hopefully our YouTube thing like worked out and you're watching this like gorgeously right quickly. If not, sorry to have gotten you excited, but I'll, it's like, it's going to be one of those things that's like, that's like my life's work. And like when I'm like dying, I'm like finally going to figure it out, you know? Totally. And then I'm going to pass it on to the next generation of podcasters and I will be like a woman who opened doors for other women. That's you. A thousand percent. It's, it will be you regardless of how things go today with YouTube. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I, Radio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us at Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. For, for what, Jackie? Friday. No. Friday. You want to get into it, even though it's day of Thurs? Okay, you're right. You're, right, you're right. Let's not shoot. Let's not shoot our light right, too early. Right. Love ya. Bye.